All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James. Here we are again at Eurofolk Radio. This is Voice of Christian Israel. As as many of you probably know, um, Pastor Martins is no longer, at least for the foreseeable future, going to be able to do shows with me. He's uh, focusing on ministering to his flock in South Africa and keeping that flock together. Uh, because he has been uh, uh, dramatically attacked personally and uh, by the internet and uh, various means, so uh, and they have uh, decimated his flock over the years, and now he means to keep what's left of his flock together by by personal ministry. Okay, so that's his plan. And the uh, you know, let's pray for him, Father Yahweh. We ask you to protect Pastor David Martins and his wife and his family. And uh, make sure that his flock is maintained in a healthy and spiritual manner between now and the Judgment Day so that uh, they are protected from the wiles of the Cape Dutch Afrikaner Jews and the Jewish International. In the name of your son, Yahshua, amen. And as posted in the Eurofolk Radio chat room, our show is going to be about the, the corruption of the African National Congress, but I have a, a quick item here from the Chicago area. Yeah, yeah. If uh, black people can't do anything right, you know, there was a an attempt in uh, South Chicago by blacks to demonstrate unity uh, about a week ago. And when they started to get together to do a march, a fight broke out <laughs> among the blacks whose purpose to get together was to demonstrate unity, right? So they can't even do that right. They can't do anything right. So here is a story again from Chicago. At least 20 people shot, one fatally, at Juneteenth celebration near Chicago. So says the sheriff. At least 20 people were injured, and it's got to be blacks. It doesn't say the race of the people, but it's got to be blacks. At least 20 people were injured, one fatally, when gunfire erupted early Sunday at a Juneteenth celebration in suburban Chicago. The shooting unfolded about 12.30 a.m. in the parking lot of a strip mall in Willowbrook, about 23 miles west of Chicago, and I can tell you the black ghetto to the south, southwest of Chicago has grown exponentially in the last 20 years. I mean, the whole area, the southwest and even direct west side of Chicago, the suburbs and the west side of Chicago equally, has turned entirely black. So a very dangerous territory. This is from the DuPage County Sheriff's Office, not Cook County. The gunfire erupted during a large gathering to commemorate Juneteenth. Battalion Chief Joe Ostrander with the Tri-State Fire Protection District told ABC Chicago station WLS-TV. Victims were taken to multiple area hospitals with gunshot wounds, according to the sheriff's office. One person was pronounced dead and at least two were in critical condition. Deputy Eric, uh, Chief Eric Swanson said at a news conference, okay, uh, since there's no identification of race whatsoever, you know it's got to be blacks. So we're dealing with, and of course, the headlines on other uh, area news coverage is, oh, you have to 
the, we have a problem with guns, right? <laughs> Chicago has a gun problem. Yeah. Yeah. They should stop banning guns altogether. <laughs> Right. So white people can protect themselves against blacks. There'll probably be a lot less gun violence if white people are allowed to defend themselves. Okay. So witnesses described the scene of panic with people scattering in all directions, seeking cover from the barrage of gunfire. Quote, it was supposed to be like a Juneteenth celebration. We just started hearing shooting. So we dropped down until they stopped. They just kept going. After that, we literally scattered away. Witness Marquisha Avery told WLS-TV. That is not a nice Anglo-Saxon name. Okay. <laughs> it says, we welcome a comments. Let's see what these comments say. T. Kirk, they love this life. They actually vote people into office that will make sure this activity continues. I don't think they have an active justice system in Illinois. That's correct. I know they don't in Chicago. All I ask is that the state of Illinois or the city of Chicago not to ask for a taxpayer federal bailout with this kind of thing going on. All right. Show more comments. Yeah, obviously. So, but of course, most of these commentators are paid by the Jews to bash guns, not blacks. So a normal day, then, says Lord. A normal day in Chicago. Doc says, can't behave during their own celebrations. Good to see they have respect for this much revered celebration. Larry Mandelo, nothing like celebrating the emancipation of an entire race by shooting each other. Brian, nothing says celebrate Juneteenth like shooting in Chicago. Jim, got to love the black community. So easily riled and predictable. Get more than three together and someone will fight or a shooting will take place. There you go. That's why whites should stay away. Whippersnapper says, those strict gun laws in the city of Chicago sure work great, don't they? <laughs> Where is the outrage from Black Lives Matter, says John. <laughs> so Kevin says, so someone posted somewhere about Juneteenth, quote, Let's try to keep the murders below 100 in Chicago for the holiday. <laughs> Already off to a bad start, and it's not even the holiday yet. What about Father's Day? Kill your father. Shoot your father. Happy Father's Day, everybody. At least to you white people. Ken R. says, I mean, can you really call it a Juneteenth celebration without gunfire? Victor Creed says, they cannot help themselves. This is the way they need to act. Brian says, Chicago is an amazing place to live. Rolling thunder and not from the skies. Everyone living there must carry a gun without a permit. So Susan says, yet here in Vegas for our Stanley Cup parade, we had 200,000 people and no one was shot and no looting or fires. That's because it's mainly Mexicans and white. Not And who comes out for a Stanley Cup parade except white people? I guess people celebrate in different ways. Hilarious, she says. And one more here. The Land Joe, or Dell and Joe. What a shame that people can't get together and just have good old-fashioned fun these days. I feel sorry for the people that have to live like this. Yeah, well, it's only blacks that live like this. The other races can at least avoid killing each other on certain holidays. But Mexicans like to kill each other 
during the wedding celebrations, <laughs> whenever they get together, the Mexican weddings are the most dangerous place you want to be, right? Besides the black community. All right, so let's get into today's topic. Happy Juneteenth, right? <laughs> Happy Juneteenth. Thank you. Get your teeth pulled by a Jew. That's less painful than living on the south side of Chicago. They just cannot live without bashing and killing each other. They just cannot do it. It's just like the Jews can't live without parasitizing off white people. So, happy Juneteenth, everybody. But it's also Father's Day. Uh, I was just reading a, uh, an article from the Chicago Area News. I just, I just, uh, killed the article, but you can, uh, you can look it up. J- Juneteenth gun, gunfire erupts in Chicago. All right. So they cannot do anything right. Blacks simply cannot do anything right, but they're good talkers. They talk like they can do anything. But they can't do anything. They do nothing and pretend like they're doing something. So let's get to the corruption and in speaking of black people and incompetence plague ANC, the African Negro Communist Party. Liberation lost in South Africa? You mean you were expecting liberation under Nelson Mandela, the murderer? You really? Of course not. You weren't expecting that at all. You were just pretending to. And so here's a photo of South African President Cyril Ramaphosa addressing a parliament in Cape Town, South Africa, on June 9th, 2020. I wonder what they've been doing for Juneteenth <laughs> this year. Probably killing each other on the, on the seashore. Ramaphosa could face criminal charges and is already facing calls to step down over claims that he tried to cover up the theft of millions of dollars in U.S. currency that was hidden inside furniture at his game farm. He has a game farm, eh? Nice. Very nice. I wonder what he did to earn that, besides uh, be a, a Jew pawn. It was hailed as a liberation movement under the revered South African president and global political icon, Nelson Mandela, whose real name, according to Pastor Martins, is Mandel. He had a Jewish father and a black mother. Now, as the party leading an increasingly dysfunctional and corrupt government, it never was functional and uncorrupt. Never was. The African National Congress seems doomed to follow the ruinous path of other liberation movements in Africa. Don't you know that's why? Because they keep killing white people who they need to run the economy. The country's current president, Cyril Ramaphosa, is suspected of corruption after it was revealed that millions in cash had been stolen from his private game farm. Oh no! A black guy had his stash robbed by other blacks. See, he told other blacks about it, and that was his first mistake. Instead of calling police to report the crime, Mr. Ramaphosa attempted to keep the robbery from the South African public, raising questions about possible tax evasion and money laundering. Oh, no, that's not possible. He's a black guy. Blacks don't do anything wrong. They're like Jews. They can't do anything wrong. The scandal, dubbed Farmgate, 
hashtag Farmgate now threatens his political survival. Now, this is a, about a year ago, actually two years ago now, a year and a half. I think he's still there, as corrupt as ever. But the burgeoning scandal is only the latest example of dysfunction within the African Negro Communist Party. Critics like political scientist Ralph Matageka, Mateka warn that corruption and incompetence have become epidemic within the government party, contributing to a massive breakdown in basic services. You expected any be anything better from blacks? You really did? And when basic services fail, Dr. Mateka says, democracy also collapses. Democracy always collapses. <laughs> Chief Justice Raymond Zondo released the final part of a report from the Commission on State Capture on June 22. The Judicial Commission had been set up to investigate endemic corruption of public officials and allegations that former President Jacob Zuma had allowed the powerful Gupta family to access state funds and to interfere in political appointments, promoting candidates to regulatory panels who would further their business interests. So, what do the Guptas? Are the Guptas Indian Jews? I suspect they are. But even Hinduism doesn't require that you uh, have any moral, you know, foundation. It just requires you to worship a million different gods and goddesses. So if you do that, you're a good Hindu. The Guptas fled the country when the commission first began its probe. <laughs> because they're not black. They're Hindus who are only partially black. So they knew the time to get out was ripe. Cash in and leave. Ooh, take the money and run. But criminal charges were laid against them. In the beginning of June, brothers Atul and Rajesh Gupta were arrested in Dubai. But that's not South Africa. I wonder what happened to them. Did they ever pay for their crimes? I doubt it. Nelson Mongrel, there you go. Mongrella, Nelson Mongrella, I like it. <laughs> okay. So, serious allegations of corruption had been swirling around Mr. Zuma for years before other ANC leaders pressured him to resign in 2018. They're turning on the heat, Mr. Zuma. We, we have to do something to pretend to clean it up. Now multiple charges of criminal activity have been brought against him. The former president, I'll put on my serious uh, BBC. I won't try to do a, a British accent. I'll just put on a serious accent. The former president is accused with the French arms company Thales of political influence peddling and corruption over a $2.5 billion arms deal concluded in the 1990s. The report from the corruption investigation further implicates Mr. Zuma and his son, Duduzane Zuma. It describes Duduzane Zuma as a conduit between the Gupta family and the South African government headed by his father. Sounds like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, don't you know? <laughs> you cannot trust those Democrats. Just cannot trust them at all. Hold on. My screen jumped off the page. I want to hear I want to hear the rest of this story. 
This is too good. This is uh, this is what Chicago is like, folks. And St. Louis and L.A., wherever there are blacks, you're going to get this kind of corruption. And uh, the current mayor of Chicago had the city council pass a bill to uh, mil- so 40 or $60 million to food, clothe, and house illegal aliens, right? That's what that's what Chicago has come to. It will be another De- Detroit very very soon. So this kind of corruption is status quo for black people. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't forget D.C. D.C. is actually probably one of the worst because the uh, the blacks they had a black mayor there for who knows how long, and he was. A- he was an active cocaine addict, and he everybody knew it, and he was still reelected. Okay. The former president has spent the last four years defying the criminal court system, maintaining an ongoing political and legal battle to evade accountability, just like Hunter and Joe Biden, just like Barack Obama, just like the Bushes, just like the Clintons. He was jailed for 15 months in 2021 for contempt of court, but never served his full sentence. He probably never served a day. He just bribed the court. This is uh, politics in the aught years and uh, the early years of the 21st century. Boy, we are in trouble. The ANC is divided into a number of factions, and a big faction includes the supporters of the former president, Mr. Zuma. Mr. Ramaphosa remains politically weak within the party. At least it's not as bad as full-blown communism, where they just off people, drag people out of the homes in the middle of the night, and you never hear from them again. When he took over from Mr. Zuma, Mr. Ramaphosa, who had been Mr. Zuma's deputy, promised a new dawn, a new dawn of black African corruption, that he would be tough on corruption but not his own corruption. (laughs) He would be tough on other people's corruption. Instead, he retained many of Mr. Zuma's former cabinet ministers. Oh, no, that will ensure that there be uh, continuing corruption. Who else could you pay? You know, uh, let me pick corrupt people that I know (laughs) instead of corrupt people that I won't know at all how corrupt they're going to be. At least people I know how corrupt they're going to be. I can predict their corruption. In South Africa, when a political party wins a general election, the party's internally elected president becomes the country's president. Okay. Oh, wait, wait a minute. The party's the party's internally elected president becomes the country. So they just vote for a party. They don't actually vote for a president like we do, which is you know it doesn't. It's insignificant whether we have an, a direct election of president because we know that Joe Biden stole the last election, and there's never going to be another honest election in America ever. Maybe at, at the local county level where there's only white people living in the county. Mr. Ramaphosa won the ANC presidency in 2017 by a small majority. That means if his party wins, he becomes president of the country. That's democracy, folks. Local representation, is it not? Now, questions are being asked about why Mr. Ramaphosa had so much money at his private residence. <laughs> he, was, he was actually the tour guide. 
Here, for a hundred thousand bucks, you outlander Jews and, and white game hunters, I will take you to my personal game farm and just tell me which type of game you want to shoot and I will make sure you have the correct rifles and ammunition. Uh, fork over the hundred thousand bucks, please. And then you're good to go. All right. So we'll, we'll have the latest Humvee. <laughs> we can even mount a 50 caliber machine gun on top to make sure you get your game, right? Mr. Ramaphosa won the ANC presidency in 2017 by a small majority. Well, there's high turnover in this presidency. Uh, since Mandela, I don't know how many pre presidents they've had in uh, South Africa since Mandela died, but they really made a big deal about his death. And uh, woe to the people of South Africa, especially, especially the white people of South Africa who've got nothing but misery on their hands, nothing but misery. I hope Pastor Martins is able to get a coalition of white people, Boer people, that is, to revive because uh, we did several shows not too long ago. It was last year around this time, I think, about Senior Van Rensburg, and he saw white tents, white tent cities of Boer people who have survived the Holocaust, the black on white Holocaust in South Africa with German support. So a lot of things have to change in Germany before that kind of support can materialize and the Boer people have to survive. So I'm hoping that Yahweh is giving uh, Pastor Martins all the help he needs to make that a reality. So he promised he would be tough on corruption, but he didn't say whose corruption he would be tough on. Right? Now, questions are being asked about why Mr. Ramaphosa had so much money at his private residence. Did he violate currency exchange control regulations? Well, all these white politicians from America and Britain and Europe, they, they like to shoot game. They come there with their money and they pay bribes. You have to pay bribes to black African politicians in South Africa. Otherwise, you will be jailed immediately. Except among agents of the nation's tourism industry under strict limitations. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Under South African law, foreign currency cannot be used for legal tender. Except among agents of the nation's tourism industry under the strict limitations. Now, well, I was there in 2014. And I can't remember if there was a limit on Federal Reserve notes. But I, I had a lot of uh, Federal Reserve notes because I was distributing 50 and $100 bills to various, you know, uh, poor people to help them along. And uh, I, I believe I, I brought $600 in cash. I didn't have to pay for any food or lodging, you know, because that was taken care of by Pastor Martins. But I brought along Federal Reserve notes to donate to uh, poor South Africans and uh, that sort of thing. So anyway... Uh, I think tourists are allowed to, they look, look at this way, folks. They want U.S. dollars. They want, U.S. dollars are like gold all over the world. You can get U.S. dollars. You, know, you can, 
ask any person anywhere in the world, whatever country, have you got dollars? Oh, yeah, of course we have dollars. You know, so Federal Reserve spends, creates and prints this Federal Reserve bucks and spends it everywhere. That's how these local people get all their Federal Reserve notes. So did he violate currency exchange control regulations? Except among agents of the nation's tourism industry under strict limitations, foreign currency cannot be used for legal tender with the exception of Federal Reserve notes, and it cannot be sold, transferred, or disposed of without the permission of the National Treasury, which will look the other way if you bribe them. That's the way it works in all black economies. The country's biggest opposition party, the Democratic Alliance, oh, that's bad, that sounds really bad, has there ever been unity among Democrats in any country ever? The country's biggest opposition party has approached the American FBI to probe allegations against Mr. Ramaphosa of money longer. They can't do their own internal house cleaning? No, they can't. They know it's all corrupt. So it actually turned to America's FBI. Can you believe it? The president claims to have received the money stolen from his game farm through sales of wildlife. Well, yeah, like I said, guided tours of uh, game hunters. Maybe even Hunter Biden was there. A corruption charge was laid against Mr. Ramaphosa by former spy boss Arthur Fraser, who also stands accused of enabling the diversion of state funds for personal gain. So one corrupt bureaucrat accuses another. Mr. Fraser is also an ally of Mr. Zuma. He is the official who gave him so-called medical parole after he was incarcerated on contempt of court charges. Sounds like the Chicago mob. They always let him out early for health reasons. A court ordered that his parole was unlawful and that he should return to prison. Mr. Zuma has managed to avoid that so far. And he will until he dies. One outcome of South Africa's deepening political crisis has been the breakdown of much of the country's infrastructure, as Pastor Martins has been telling us over the years, with the rolling blackouts affecting our ability to do shows in recent months. Infrastructure, what's that? Do blacks even know what the word infrastructure means? The transport, education, police, and health care services have reached breaking points. The country's uh, extensive rail system has been thoroughly vandalized and its resources looted. Millions of South Africa's poorest citizens rely on rail to get to and from major cities for work. And the system is used to transport goods inland from coastal ports. Now most of the country's rail network is unusable. The, the tracks are being pulled up for scrap metal. Some analysts say privatization may be the only way the network can be restored, but that could mean that many poor people will not be able to afford the service. Well, they can't afford it now, can they? Because there's no rails. Many of the country's rural schools are also not fit for purpose. What about the city schools? They're probably even worse. Little work has been done to improve the rural facilities. A number of children have died after falling into pit latrines. Oh, my goodness. What a way to die in recent years. 
and over 3,000 schools in some of the country's most impoverished areas still do not have proper sanitation. This is Africa, after all, black Africa. The ANC-led government has failed to deliver on the promises it made to ensure that this basic and fundamental right of all children to an education and latrines is upheld. <laughs> Clean toilets? What, are you kidding me? In mid-June 2022, the Auditor General's office announced that only 41 of South Africa's 230 municipalities had received satisfactory audits, and those were received by bribery. The office said that the fiscal condition of 28% of these local governments was so deficient that there was significant doubt that they could continue operating. South Africa's municipalities are responsible for most of the social services provided to the nation's poorest. In many municipalities, roads are full of potholes and garbage is not collected. Many small towns are struggling to cope. However, the welfare van does its faithful rounds every month. As many of you listeners to Eurofolk Radio, I'll just repeat it for those who aren't aware, that in South Africa, the way welfare is distributed, because the mail service is so corrupt and so unreliable, that a welfare van with a... ATM in the back pulls into town and the blacks who are whose fingerprints are registered in the system put their thumbprint on the uh, on the screen and their uh, and, uh, sorry monthly stipend pops out of the machine now if they survive that experience and make it home <laughs> or make it to the grocery store then they'll have provisions for a few days but then it's back to the internal corruption of South Africa. But the welfare state, the only sure thing about South Africa is the welfare state. Nothing else works. Nothing else works. So, corruption, corruption, corruption. That's the name of the game in South Africa. <clears throat> Many small towns are struggling to cope. Yeah, what about the, what about the blacks who don't live in a town? They just live uh, in tent cities here and there. Mister of Police Becky Sele recently reported crime statistics for the first quarter of 2022. Compared with the same period in 2021, South Africa's murder rate is up 22 percent. That's almost as bad as Chicago. The murder rate of women spiked 71%. Why would that be? Do, do the women have more money to, to rob, to steal from? <laughs> I don't know. And for children, 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 for children, it increased 37%. Security services in the country have endured budget cuts and political interference, and inexperienced officers have been placed in key positions, eroding the integrity of the police and its capacity to fight crime. Yeah, the criminals are now the police. Health services have been so badly degraded. A Johannesburg pediatrician, Tim DeMeyer, that sounds like a bore name to me, 
M-A-A-Y-E-R, recently wrote an open letter in which he described the appalling conditions of the Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital in the country's financial hub, Johannesburg. Dr. De Meyer described neonatal incubators shutting down because of power outages and surgeons attempting complicated procedures using only the light from a mobile phone. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And another mobile phone has the instructions for the surgeon. After power was lost in operating rooms. A few days after he blew the whistle on those conditions, he was suspended by hospital administrators. That's what you get for telling the truth. A public outcry led to his reinstatement. There has to be one honest doctor at the hospital, right? The church was not a passive onlooker in the struggle against apartheid. Yeah, the, the church was instigator. Many South Africans say that their social conscience was formed and energized by the church participation in the resistance of those days. Yeah, the church was a free Masonic group beholden to the Jews. Since 1994, however, the church has also retreated and today remains silent in the face of endemic political corruption and decay. Oh, if blacks are guilty of corruption, mums the word from the churches. Only white corruption, most of it fictitious, is allowed to surface in the news. It is as if the church, too, is not sure what to do to respond to South Africa's many crises. You cannot blame the blacks. That would be political and ecclesiastical suicide. You might even get murdered by a black for stating such an obvious truth. South Africa needs to reimagine itself. Siswe Mpofu Walsh. Now there's a combination for you. Siswe Mpofu Walsh, a prominent political analyst, says he warns that the government's many failures, quote, now verge on a humanitarian disaster. They've been a humanitarian disaster ever since 1994. So deep are the devastations and depredations on which they rest. So they ran out of, so since they killed off the white farmers, they have no food. Since they're driving out the white business people, they have no business. And since uh, the only people in positions of authority are Hindus, Jews, and blacks, there's no, and, and Chinamen. I'm not so sure that the Chinese actually have gotten involved in the government of South Africa, but they own a lot of property and a lot of businesses in South Africa. And they're entirely racist. Uh, these Chinese in South Africa do not deal with blacks unless it's a bribery. So, well, reimagine it. Well, they have vivid imaginations. They just can't do it. They'll never be able to do it. The democratic liberation in South Africa is under threat today by the very party that achieved that hard-fought victory. No, they achieved nothing. It was handed over to them on a platter by the international Jews. That's how that happened. So let's go to another article. Oh, this is from the New York Times. Let's see if the New York Times has anything truthful to say about South Africa. I'll copy this and post it in the chat room for y'all. Here we go. 
the New York Times. Let's see how they how they spin this situation. Oh, oh a huge ad for ink. Wait a minute. Where's the story? I just saw a story. I guess I have to back out of this. Let me try this again. Let me try this again. It was the first item in a search. Okay, here we go. Top ANC official charged with corruption in South Africa. Let me scroll down. This is a horrible. The ad covers the whole page. Let me see if I can get rid of it. There it is. Okay, now it covers a bit of the page. Okay, so here, here's a picture of a black person who's supposed to be wearing a mask over his nose, wearing it on his chin. And some of the people in the audience are wearing, it looks like there's one white person of all the people, like about 20 people. There's one white person and he's wearing a black face mask. Most of the people are wearing masks over their faces, except the defendant here. The Secretary General of the Governing African National Congress faces 21 charges, including kickbacks and fraud, in a case likely to deepen divisions within the party. Yeah, my group wanted more bribe money, but uh, this group took less money, and so now we got a conflict within the ANC. Ace Magashule. What was that Ace guy? Ace, Ace Fraley? In the, the comedy movie, the, the ace, the ace, re, not reporter. Was he a reporter or a private eye? I forget. Anyway, too many aces in South Africa, black aces. Ace Magashule, the Secretary General of the African National Congress, appeared in court on corruption charges in Blomfontein, South Africa, on Friday. I was in Blomfontein. What a beautiful area of the country. Absolutely beautiful. But the, uh, the landscape is littered with black corruption. By Monica Mark. Johannesburg. All right, this is March 25th, 2021. There's got to be even more corruption today. A top member of South Africa's governing of African National Congress Party appeared in court on Friday charged with corruption. In a rare sign that powerful members of the party could be held to account for an endemic pilfering of public funds under former President Jacob Zuma. Well, as we found out, it hasn't gotten any better under his replacement. Ace Magashule, the party's secretary general, was charged with 21 counts, including fraud, money laundering, and corruption in a court in Blomfontein, the capital of the Free State Province where he headed the government for nearly a decade. Can you imagine the money laundering that took place for that decade, folks? Mr. Magashule, who denies any wrongdoing, was released on bail, provided by some Jew, no doubt. Mr. Magashule is considered one of the ANC's top six. The most influential members of the party that has governed South Africa since the end of white majority in 1994. He oversees the day-to-day -day running of the party, and his arrest could, in theory, 
push him to leave the influential position. So he's been there to 2021. So for 17 years, let me click on these top six. I want to see if there's any whites or Jews among the top six. Here is the ANC's new top six. Top six governing body, 666. All right. Uh, okay. Let's see. Positions held. Okay, right now it's Cyril Ramaphosa. President Cyril Ramaphosa. Votes received, 2,440. So it's definitely not a popular election, folks, unless the turnout is really low, <laughs> right? As we found out earlier in the other article, you don't actually vote for a candidate. You vote for a party. And whoever the leader of that party is becomes the president of the country. That's democracy, folks. That's democracy hard at work. Age 64. I'm not going to run through the various positions he's held. Deputy president. Oh, debutante and deputy. I never realized the connection between those two words. Debutante and deputy. So he's the debutante. Or it. David Mabuza. National chairperson, Gwede Mantashe. Since it's a person and not a man, it's got to be a female. Oh, I'm sorry. It is a male. He's got a beard. I guess uh, maybe a woman occupied that post previously, and now it's chairperson. Of the SACP, what is it, South African Communist Party? Oh, no. South African Congress of the People which is just another word for Communist Party. Secretary General Ace Magashule, who we've just been talking about. Not a white person or a Jew so far. Deputy Secretary General Jesse Duarte. Another black person. It sounds like he might be from South America. Treasurer General Paul Machatile, page 56, another black guy, Paul Machatile. I guess that's it. Uh, the secret six that, uh, that instigated the American Civil War, the secret six of the North who instigated all the rioting and anti-South uh, anti rhetoric here in America. The Secret Six. I should do a story on the Secret Six in the near future. That's a real eye-opener about the Civil War. Anyway, back to the article. So, he, Mr. Magashuli, is considered one of the ANC's top six. And they have governed, I use the word loosely, South Africa since 1944, probably since 1944. Fast and loose with names and numbers here today. Sorry, folks. Earlier this year, the I'm, I'm, I can't take this seriously. I'm being facetious half the time. Earlier this year, the party requested that all members facing graft charges or grafting face charges step aside until their cases were resolved. Although dozens of mid-level or is that medieval officials... <laughs> 
have yet to follow that guidance. Yeah, yeah. So here, there's not a single black African official that follows any rules or regulations. Period. But this case is profoundly consequential for both Mr. Magashule and the ANC. And of course, the New York Times and the BBC cannot possibly admit that blacks can't govern. Blacks cannot govern. They can't even run a McDonald's. When I frequently went to the south side from the north side on which I lived to go to meetings on the south side, past, I had to go through black neighborhoods to do that. And I just went to a black-run McDonald's just to see what happens there. And invariably, even though there were only two or three people in front of me, I had to wait 15 minutes to get my cup of coffee. It just was so inefficient. Like uh, out here in the countryside, in central Illinois, you go to a McDonald's run by white people. And the uh, the person taking the money already says, uh, coffee, two creams, two sugars. And before I'm done paying for it, another white person comes up with a cup of coffee for me. That's how white people operate, folks. Blacks, they don't give a damn. They simply do not give a damn. So they're just putting in their time, hoping to collect a check. That's the way it is among blacks. There are, you know, uh, I don't want to say a bad thing about blacks who try hard and are not anti-white and who are trying to make their lives work here in America. But there are precious few of those. Precious, precious few. Most of them simply go through the motions. That's all they do is go through the motions. So Candace Owen comes to mind. She is a bright, uh, loquacious uh, a corruption hater and exposer of corruption. That's what she is. But she may be the only one. <laughs> she may be the only one in America who's like that. Okay? Like I said, there are few and far between. The charges, oh, not like Kim Fox in Chicago, that, that corrupt uh, prosecutor, who covered up the crimes of, or refused to prosecute of uh, the crimes, uh, the staged event where, uh, uh, what's his face? Can't remember that uh, strange name actor on television, black actor, who hired two uh, black bodybuilders to pretend to uh, hit him, right? And then he blamed it on a white supremacist, okay? That's typical for blacks. Candace Owen is a rare, rare exception. Black Diamond. The charges against Mr. Magashule are related to a government contract to survey low-income houses built with asbestos. <laughs> no. <laughs> so all that asbestos that's being mined in North America was sent to South Africa to be employed in corrupt housing. Ah. Now I know how that works. Now I know how that works. Okay. So, the contract worth 225 million rand, or around 14.4 million, 
dollars, and I'm sure today it's worth a lot less, was awarded in 2014 while Mr. Magashule was still the head of the free state. But six years on, many residents say their homes were never checked or fixes made. <laughs> There's another six for you. So, the money was given in six years previously, and still nothing has been done. You can't admit that blacks can't do anything. It can never admit. The New York Times will never admit that. The BBC will never admit that, because all races are equal. Right? All races are equal. Therefore, blacks invented the aeroplane. Blacks invented the choo-choo train. Blacks invented skyscrapers. Blacks invented peanut butter sandwiches. Blacks invented this, invented that. The races are equal. Prosecutors allege that the companies awarded the contract outsourced, outsourced the work at a fraction of the original cost and subsequently funneled millions to accounts accessed by ANC Associates. Okay. The contract goes to the lowest black bidder. The lengthy charges range from minor kickbacks to plundering millions from the state coffers, implicating 13 people in total and five companies. Prosecutors allege that Mr. Mogashule and other defendants stole public funds worth $13.7 million in one case, just one case alone. The prosecutors say that Mr. Magashule also accepted $3,431 from a businessman to pay the school. Why even bother with RAND? They're inflating it constantly, so the, the numbers don't mean anything. To pay the school fees of his personal assistant, Moroade Kalada Pina, should have, let's just nickname her Pina Colada, who has since turned witness for the state. Oh, your trusted helper now has turned against you. That's your reward for being a corrupt official. Another allegation involves Mr. Mogashule. She probably got took more money from another corrupt official. Another allegation involves Mr. Magashula is directing around $16,000 to be paid to a travel company to fund a trip to Cuba for party members. Why Cuba and not Chicago? Mr. Magashula arrived in court on Friday without the leg shackles usually worn by defendants. <laughs> As thousands of supporters rallied outside, you know, just like the black mayor of D.C. What was his name? He was a cocaine addict while he was mayor of D.C., and they re-elected him anyway. Everybody knew he was a cocaine addict. Dressed in a sharp suit. Every girl crazy about a sharp-dressed man. He struck a relaxed hose, smiling and posing for court... Sorry. Photographers... Why? Why was he smiling? Because he knew nothing was going to happen. He absolutely knew it. Okay. With the party facing mounting public anger over the looting of, except for the party officials. Yeah, you know, it's just like the Chicago Democratic machine. 
it's totally corrupt, but at least uh, w- when you have a white corrupt machine, they actually pick up the garbage because they have to get reelected in a, a, an election that requires, uh, you know, people to vote. <laughs> right? In those days, under Mayor Daley, you know, the, the Chicago machine was famous for its corruption, just like Tammany Hall in New York. All right. Uh, with the party facing mounting public anger over the looting of funds meant for victims of the coronavirus pandemic by some party members and their allies, Mr. Ramaphosa has intensified anti-graft messaging in recent months. But that doesn't mean he's done anything about it. He just increased the messaging. After winning the internal party election with, with promises of a new dawn, he has found his attempt to address the issue repeatedly undermined by allies of his predecessor and his own graft and hosting a game farm with monies uh, pilfered from whomever. The government estimates that at least 500 billion rand, or around $32 billion, was stolen through systematic political corruption during Mr. Zuma's tenure. Mr. Zuma himself is facing charges of corruption relating to a 1999 arms deal he brokered when he was deputy presidency or in a position of power. The, the dollar signs, they've been watching those American cartoons when a greedy person gets dollar signs in their eyes. Mr. Magashula has been implicated in several past corruption scandals. Perhaps the highest profile, the Vreda Dairy Farm case, saw $21 million intended as aid for aspiring black farmers. Instead, funneled to the ANC's political ally. What, the blacks don't know how to milk cows or feed them? They, they can't do farming on their own? They have to have government help for everything? The episode came to symbolize widespread corruption under Mr. Zuma's tenure and accusations that the party had betrayed poor black South Africans who, even if they could farm, wouldn't, because it means you have to work. No charges were ultimately filed against Mr. Magashuli in that case. You know what? I think slavery for blacks was a good thing. They actually were productive under slavery with white people running the plantations. They were actually productive in those days. Although the charges announced on Friday could take years to reach a conclusion. (laughs) Decades. Let's say decades. Experts say they may represent a crossroads for the... No, no, this is going to get more corrupt. Quote, there are so many contradictory noises about who the real ANC is. Is it the clean-up ANC or the inherently corrupt ANC? Said Susan Boysen, an author and professor at the University of Witwatersrand in Johannesburg. Quote, this ambiguity of who and what the ANC is, that's actually on the best. They're the African Negro Communist Party. And the ANC continues to survive and do well because of this ambiguity, you know, because everything they do is corrupt and it's not going to change. But the case has also drawn an emotional response from many members of the public. During his premiership, Mr. Magashuli, a former anti-apartheid fighter, led a drive to recruit tens of thousands of new younger members to the party, and he remains a popular figure. Yeah, they're all getting 
paid off by the Democratic or the ANC Communist Party machine. And where did the money come from? It comes from overseas, from the CIA, the FBI, from the international bankers, etc. Foreign aid. Thousands of his supporters walked through the streets of Bloemfontein waving banners with messages of support on Friday. Is it any better here in America now with the Democrats? I don't think so. Many were dressed in the gold, black, and green of the ANC or in military fatigues, a nod to the apartheid-resistant roots of the party. Yeah, they're still apart, aren't they? Worse than ever. Dancing and singing apartheid-era liberation songs, one group carried a giant cutout of Mr. Magashula's head. Quote, you will never silence the roaring voice of the black majority, unquote. The message below read, yeah, until its own corruption destroys itself. Okay, folks. A correction, here's a a final note here. A correction was made on November 15, 2020. An earlier version of this article misidentified a personal assistant to Ace Magashule, the party's secretary general. The assistant who has become a witness for the state is Morodai Kalada, not Refilo Mokoena. Well, it was that, that was corrected in the article I just read. Morodai Colada, of whom I started calling Pina Colada, not Rifaole Mokoena. In addition, because of an editing error, an earlier version of the article mischaracterized an unnamed businessman accused of once paying a $3,431 bribe that misidentified that person as a business person. <laughs> The businessman has since died. He is not facing court charges. I don't think he'd be facing charges if he has since died. This is the New York Times, folks. This is the New York Times. All right, folks. You have to laugh at the corruption, even though it is serious for the victims of this corruption. We know, fortunately, that Yahweh is going to send his son, Yahshua, to clean this mess up. Boy, the mess is absolutely global. Absolutely global. And there's nothing, there's no way the system can save itself. I'm looking at a photo of blacks in America around the 1930s. How well-dressed they are. How clean-cut they are. This is the way blacks used to be in America before the welfare state. Well, they got the right to vote so that they can continue to vote more welfare for themselves. Right? The Jews know what they were doing. Marion Barry. Thank you, Lily. Former mayor of D.C., cocaine addict. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Time is up. We don't need to hear any more about black corruption. We're dealing with it ourselves in Chicago. All right, take care. Yahweh bless. Bye-bye, everybody.